Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Tuesday, July 28th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. COVID-19 in sports is the topic today. Ugh. I know it's been part of almost every conversation we've had since mid-March, but the subject returned in a big way on Monday when it was learned that the Miami Marlins had come down with 13 cases of COVID-19, 11 by the players. This happened when the Marlins were playing their season opening series at Philadelphia. The team didn't return to Miami Sunday after the game or Monday, remaining quarantined in Philly and postponing its first two games scheduled for Miami on Monday and Tuesday. As of Tuesday morning, we didn't know where the Marlins were going to go from here, but there was more news Tuesday morning. Four more positive tests, bringing the list to 17, 15 of which are players. A total of 33 were in the traveling party. So, yeah, baseball's worst-case scenario has arrived for one team, and it has ripple effects throughout the game. The next team that was supposed to use the visitors' locker room at Philadelphia, you know, following the Marlins, was the New York Yankees. Their game was called off on Monday, and now their Tuesday game also is postponed. That wasn't the only news on the COVID-19 sports front on Tuesday. New England Patriots Pro Bowl linebacker Donta Hightower said he is opting out of this season. He's the fifth member of the Patriots to make that decision. So that's where we are with COVID-19 sports. Star columnist Vahe Gregorian and I talk about the events Monday, and we chat about the risk of continuing sports and identify which sport seems to be doing a better job at the restart. After a break, you'll hear from Royals all-star Whit Merrifield and manager Mike Matheny, who were asked about the Marlins situation before Monday's game at Detroit. There was a time on Monday where we wondered if if all of baseball was going to shut down. Well, that wasn't the case, and good for the Royals. They played, they won 14-6, and matched a team record with six home runs in the game. Okay, so let's get started with Vahe Gregorian. So we're laughing about the conversation that we've been having all day about COVID-19 in sports. We decided to turn the tape recorder on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny. We were kind of joking. Well, by we, I mean me. Uh, I was kind of joking about this during our weekly Zoom call with the staff this morning that uh, the conversation was so spirited and interesting and kind of multifaceted. It reminded me a little bit of having a, a forum on a topic, you know, it, it was just ha- just an internal thing, but it was, I just thought very interesting to hear different outlooks on where we are with baseball, but it's just kind of a microcosm of where are we going with sports here. I think baseball got us into the conversation because of what's happened over the last 24 hours. Just to s- set the record straight, you and I are chatting late Monday afternoon and this will be posted on Tuesday, but um, we, we learned early today that uh, the, the Marlins baseball team um, contracted, uh, it was 11 players and 13 overall, so two members of the staff um, tested positive for um, COVID-19. And the Marlins had just played a game Sunday afternoon in Philadelphia and the team is staying in Philadelphia, not returning to Miami to play its home opener tonight. So the game's been postponed um, against the Orioles, and, uh, and and the Marlins have remained in Philadelphia, where they're where they're quarantining in the team hotel and won't leave the hotel until at least tomorrow because they're continuing to test. So anyway, uh, in, in addition to the Marlins Orioles game being postponed, the 
another game was postponed, the Yankees and the Phillies, because the Yankees were scheduled to use the same visitors' clubhouse that the Marlins had used over the weekend. So that game has been postponed. And so the uh, cleaning crew is in their hazmat you know, uniforms and cleaning out the visitors' locker room. And at, uh, at Philly, well, anyway, all of this got us talking about the COVID and, and sports. And I know we've been talking about it for, for five months. But it just, th- this is kind of the big, the biggest fear, right, of restarting sports. There have been some bumps along the road in the restarting of sports. A couple of MLS teams couldn't make it to the uh, MLS's back tournament. Um, but but the tournament itself has come off okay and is continuing, and they haven't lost any games since then. And um, uh, and N- NBA seems to be on schedule to return. NFL training camps have started without a lot of coronavirus news. But this was a uh, this was jolting, really, the the baseball news of of today, and it just set us back a little bit and got us talking about about the whole thing really should we be, should should we be doing this yeah and and look you know the other thing um i just saw this a little while ago it's been sort of one of those days where things are just flying by but the nhl had its testing no positives none zero positives and let's I'm see sure what, what's the difference between all all these things hmm it, i mean i'm being too simplistic but bubble versus non-bubble is a pretty big factor here seems to be um, controlling the environment, yeah, which is what's happened in soccer, what's happening in the NBA and the NHL, um, is not happening in baseball and won't happen in football or the NFL and college football. And opening weekend of baseball, they come up with a you know a, a, a major case of 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 uh, you know of COVID nineteen and and and. Just to go back to the Marlins for a second. So we, we found out that four players had tested – they learned that four players had tested positive, and they knew that before Sunday's game, and the teams talked about it. And, the, and of course, those four players couldn't be part of the game um, because it takes a second negative – you you got to quarantine and then take yeah. negative – you know, two negative tests uh, to, to, be, to return. But – the Marlins and the Phillies went ahead and played their game, and then we learn after the game that that's that's when the numbers had increased. So, yeah, look in baseball, they're getting on planes, they're flying to different cities, they're staying in hotels, different hotels, and and this is we we what we don't know we don't know how it was contracted. Maybe by the time this podcast post, there will have been a story about. You know how it how how so many players contracted it, and whether there was an incident. You know, maybe players went out. We don't know mm-hmm. that. Uh, but what we do know is, in the bubble environment, uh, any, it, for all we've heard so far is that um, players are respecting the bubble, and they're not. You know, we take Sporting Kansas City, which is still alive in this MLS's back tournament. I see some. Photos posted on Twitter of them going out and golfing or going to a putt putt, you know, course or something and doing stuff as a team. But it's obvious that they, you know, and other teams in that tournament are toeing the line, you know, in terms of safety protocols. Um, baseball has, uh, uh, at least in this instance, 
and it, it is not, and it's impacting the product. And I don't know, Vahe, I, I'm, it was just a downer of a day because of this. Yeah, it was, and it, it, in part just because of the bluntness, the, the abrupt, abrupt spirit of the whole thing, and a little bit of the oddity of, you know, we're still trying to get a notion of exactly how this game still was played and who had say in you know, or is too much sway, if that's the right word, on, yeah, we're going to play, you know, damn the torpedoes, we're, we're going. Um, I kind of have, had thought there were more mechanisms in place to keep that from happening than, than there were, right? So it, you know, what, it comes down to a team wanting to play? I mean, is that really, after all that we've talked about, all these protocols, like a group of macho guys is going to they're going to decide not to play i mean it really can't be and i again i'm oversimplifying but but as i understand it um i don't know what was passed on what did the league office know about four positives and 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 i it was unclear to me and maybe maybe you read something specific whether the phillies understood that was the case or not after, until after the game I'll have to go back and read the story, but I thought it was my understanding that they knew before the game that there were four positives. Okay, and and and, and that of course has to be communicated. Did. I mean, but the thing that's interesting about that is, even if they knew, naturally that that heightens the risk that's right across from them. Right, everybody in that other room has been, you know, in contact with that. So you got people sliding in, you got people talking. I, I've seen a couple little blips of that game. You've got moments where it's just direct exposure. Um, so something, something fundamentally off in, in how this went. And I think, uh, go ahead and jump in there. And yeah, I, I was going to say, this is from the Miami Herald today. Even after getting word that four players had tested positive, the Marlins decided to play Sunday because Major League Baseball and the Marlins and Phillies management did not believe the game should be canceled, mm. and because Marlins and Phillies players did not object to playing. Well, there you go. Okay. Marlins players discussed the issue via text messaging. Yeah, a group text sent out. But, but the bigger point, I think, still is this. Are these things to be expected early as they're trying to figure out, you know, a brave new world here they've never been in? And is that the sort of thing you evolve from? Or, or, and this is the thing we're really worried about, right? Is it just so indicative of how flawed, you know, the folly, to put one word to it, that this might be, that, that it's ridiculous? I don't know that answer. I, but I think it's a fair question. Yeah. I, I, I do, I understand people who question the purpose of all this. And then we get into the idea of resources uh, mm-hmm. from combating COVID-19, that, you know, it begs another question, doesn't it, that um, it's it's a balance issue of the good of sports versus the health, you know, the the, 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 um, premium health of, uh, yeah, or or marshalling all forces to combat this. And how we see that, whether it's sports or, you know, political figures, whatever, that that have access to things that the normal person doesn't, I mean, that's a, a question in itself. This was crystallized, I think, quite well in part of our conversation on our our staff meeting this morning. Um, and I had not thought about it this particular way before. Much has been made about private labs in Utah, right? Is that what it is? Um, that that's where that's and so it's not 
taking away theoretically from the resources that would be available to other people. Well, you can put it that way, but actually would that not be potentially a resource? You know, just turn the prism a little bit on ways that that may or may not really be true. Um, I think, again, that's a little bit of one of those things that I, I, I see as more of a question than an explicit statement because it, it merits more scrutiny. But I think one of the things that we're talking about and we're going to be working on, I think, are questions about where is that place that, that this balance is out of whack and that it's not just you're trying in vain, but that, you know, you, are you doing actually detrimental things, you know, potentially first obviously directly endangering the, the participants, uh, the people involved, anybody that knows them, et cetera, right there. And then add this other tier to it, that whole question of whether you're draining resources. Right. That's a lot when you think about it, it that way. That's, that put, that put it on the scale. You know, that's part yeah. of the balance. Yeah. I think people want sports. I think more people want sports than don't want sports. I, I think I've seen surveys that suggest that you know, percentage, majority of people want to see sports in this country. Um, and I think they, if, if, I don't know, if I'm being asked that question by someone taking a survey, I don't know if I would qualify it by saying, yes, if everybody else had access to right. all the testing in the world. I just think, right. um, in, in my mind, I've, I, I must have separated sports and athletes, teams, from the general public when it comes to the issues of remedy here yeah. uh, and understanding that it's going to take it's going to take a little more to get them going than than it is the public in general short of a vaccine so um so i, I guess where i am is i have enjoyed watching sporting kansas city and the royals and other sporting events in, in the U.S. Uh, over the last few days. I really have. Um, and I want to continue watching them. And I want, and I want people to be, but I want people to be safe. And I, I want people to wear masks. Uh, and I want the, the, the race to a vaccine to continue. I don't want to hear of one person unable to be tested because they're playing Major League Baseball or, or MLS or yeah, NFL training camp is starting yeah. up, or college football on the yeah. way, um, and I don't, I don't know if we're there. I don't know if that's happening. But I don't know if we can say. It's hard to, it's hard to say with like I don't know if I'm using the term right, but sort of zero, sum concept game here. I mean, it may not be demonstrable. As, as readily as, as you might like it to be to make this a more black and white thing. Um, but it, 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 it could be that if you just took everything off the table. I mean, it's a little bit to me like, you know, like all the money you put into the space, space race could have, could have been used for education. Or maybe a better analogy is all the money we use for military defense that could be used for, you know, which do we see as our priority? Why is that? there and that takes this off the table but you might not actually say oh that's taken away from this it's just right that's so it's to me it, it reminds me of that kind of vein of vein of uh a situation um but i i can't agree with you more on on this, this that feeling of it, it if you think 
people could be getting help directly by the resources going into this, and we're just sort of hoping these games work out. That's a, you, it's kind of a think, bad, bad place to be. When you think of it that way, right? Now, you started to get into this before, and we've talked about it many times, and this is where it gets back to that balancing act thing. I, I don't know that people's mental health depends on being able to watch sports exactly, but I think it's in that family of things that, that people can use for uh, what you might call a mental health deficit right now or whatever, you know, where you just don't have these things that excite you and, you know, galvanize a community together and, and just look forward diversion. to it. something yeah. to look forward to right yeah and so that, that counts in here somewhere right i mean it's it is it's part of the equation yeah that is absolutely for sure it is um but i again i'll, I'll i understand the argument against um and we did we did go without it for four and a half months right mm-hmm. um certainly in you know, in our corner of the world here, mm-hmm. and most of the U.S., you know, we talked. We've talked. You and I have talked about this a few times. It's it it angers me, angers me that we can see sports successfully restart in other nations, yeah. and you know, and, and we have this incident that that we've had in baseball, you know, just recently that. That soccer in, in Germany and in, in Italy and England, Italy, Italy, which had it worse than anybody, yeah. you know, in the in the yeah. you That's know the is the right. awareness you know increased, and and baseball in South Korea and and the the, the soccer seasons have continued uh, and without interruption and Korea is baseball is continuing uninterrupted and mm. and here we are you know three games into the baseball season and the teams already having to postpone games so. It just ticks me off that that we have we have handled this crisis this way. Now we're bigger, we're more complex. Um, there there are reasons for this, but we're also we're also an advanced nation. Yeah. And I don't, you know, without getting political about it, it's it's just it's it's too bad. It's too bad. Well, here's here's part of the problem right away. It's fundamentally not political, and but it, it, I mean, there's no way around the fact that it's been made political in our country, and that that has ripples, and just no way around it. And you know, there's a lot of different ways to illustrate the question, to illustrate the the fact, I should say, that this this completely mirrors the way our society, the way of our country's handled it, right? That's the sports precariousness of this is is you know part and parcel of how how the whole country is. So it it's almost I don't want to say it's appropriate because that makes it sound like um, you know condoning it, right? But <laughs> right, I mean, it, it, right, right. in a way, it, it kind of is like it's it's inseparable from that. Um, I, I think so. And when we think about things like this, our neighbors to the north. I, I saw some numbers the other day that you look at population base and, and all this, like their numbers compared to Texas's numbers. I, I mean, it. I, I, I shouldn't have alluded to that because I can't remember the exact way it played out, but I remember thinking like, my goodness, so they, they get like a few hundred people a day now getting COVID in Canada. 
we get 403 or whatever it was two days ago in Kansas City, which is considered, you know, on the rise, but not really a big deal in our country. Right, right. And so it just, you know, and the other thing that you, you alluded to this, this is part of the thing, too. I've read this and it's, it's just true. We're, we're 50 states. We're not one country when it comes to this. Absolutely true. And, you know, subsets within that. Mm-hmm. And that that's held up here. So multiply that by the variables that these teams are facing going out into these, these worlds or not going into these worlds as the bubble situations might be. And you have a little bit of an answer, don't you? A little bit. A little bit. The, uh, the Canada-Texas comparison is the reason why my wife and I can't go visit our daughter in mm. Montreal mm. Uh, because we'd have to quarantine for two weeks once we're there, and then we have to quarantine. You know, it just, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. But here we are. And, um, uh, you know, there was a point today where I, I know uh, late morning, early afternoon, we wondered if the baseball season would if this would be the Rudy Gobert moment for mm-hmm. for baseball. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't. The Royals and Tigers are getting ready to play, and every other game scheduled for tonight is is, is going to be played. So at, at least maybe there's a, you know, that's good, and I'm happy for that. Yeah. Uh, we, we heard, and you'll hear after a break, you'll hear from Whit Merrifield and Mike Matheny on uh, the, kind of the Royals' clubhouse perspective of what happened with the Marlins. Well, what's what's also interesting, Blair, you, you're talking about that. It's it's like we're we're going to see. We sort of live the fight another day here, but this is this will soon turn to that question of, yeah, how much are we willing to put up with? Like, are we going to have three more games canceled this week? And some, one thing going to be in Washington and one thing's going to be in Kansas City? Is there going to be a home opener Friday or, or something goes wrong with the White Sox before then? And well, and, and how much of that um, type of disruption can you have before it's, you know, you, then you no, no longer have a championship season? You already have an abbreviated championship season. Right, it's already... What, where's the integrity of the season if yeah. you're losing teams? And, I got, and I don't, I'd have to think about this more, but I, I saw a tweet from our friend Buster Olney today mentioning that I guess the 81 was the 81 work stoppage strike yeah yeah when they was, split the season ended up having teams playing different amount of games it, that, that's cases. true that's true now it's one thing if that's 58 to you know 57 it's another thing if it's you know 58 to 41 right and then you know at, at, how are you weighing these standings are, are, they, are they, they forfeiting do? are they forfeiting the games yeah. is it would, it just a zero What what is it is, yeah. it, is it your fault? You, you forfeit because of you had more COVID than the other team, and uh, you're giving your opponents additional days off to rest. You know, that you're not playing them. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a little tired. I have COVID today. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're teasing, but it's it. That's kind of interesting too. I mean, it's got to be some kind of uniformity of standard, right? Um, right. Even though it's a warped standard already, right? No, no doubt about it. The MLS did a terrific job with its. Situation like this, there were two teams. Uh, it was a Dallas and Nashville that couldn't send teams to Orlando. Uh, but and, and when it looked like it, the, it, you know, this was before the, the the pool play of the tournament started. It looked like the, the the event was in peril, but they adjusted quickly and mm-hmm. and and, and uh, rescheduled and, and got it working. And now, ever since then, everything's been. I guess as good as it can be for um, for that event. 
So stay tuned uh, to see what happens in baseball, and especially with the Marlins. Um, I wonder if the Yankees will be dressing, not even using the visitors' locker room in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah it's funny because I, I thought I saw the term like when you mentioned hazmat. I, I saw some term fumigation <laughs> used earlier. I mean, you know, at some point, isn't that just psychological? I mean, if, if you've done this whole thing, right? Then the room might be usable, but it's, it's just on principle, people are going to say, "Well, I'm not. I refuse to use that." They're going to be getting dressed in the hotel rooms. <laughs> there was going to be some of that anyway. If people thought right, so I don't know. I'll tell you, it's funny, Vahe. Uh, the other day, I was going back and listening to the podcast that you and Sam Mellinger and I did on the day that sports stopped. It was March 12th, and or Mar- maybe it was March 11th. Um, Whatever the day was, I think it was the twelfth. I think the eleventh was the night of Rudy Gobert. Yes, and that and was the last was the last night of the games of the yeah, twelfth tournament. Yeah. So the twelfth, and that's when the dominoes started to fall. That's when we went to Sprint Center to see the first game, and that got postponed. And then the Big Twelve tournaments off, and by the end of the day, I think the um, the NCAA tournament had announced no fans in the stands. There would, they, there would be one, but no fans. And then the next day, the NCAA. I think it was. I think I've got the sequence right on that. Um, but I, but I went back and listened to that podcast, and maybe we'll replay it sometime uh, this week, or at least parts of it, because it was interesting. Because we were optimistic at the time that this is maybe just a pause. We're just at least for the for college basketball, we're hitting the pause button. They can delay sports for a month, and then you know everybody will do the right thing, and then in April we'll have April Madness, or you know, um, and, and then baseball will you know they'll. They'll stop spring training, but then they'll pick it back up again in a month, and they'll miss the month of the season. But here we are five months later with the numbers rising every day, the COVID numbers rising every day. Um, basically, it's we're to the point where it's vaccine. You know, that's the only, the only, seemingly the only solution because behavior hasn't changed enough. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny you remind me of this. I don't know if I've brought it up since then or if we ever brought it up on the air, but during that time when we were sort of feeling that, I, I shudder to think how optimistic I might have come off at that point, ah, uh, you know, see you in a couple of weeks. We had a colleague in here saying, see you in September, and I remember thinking, oh, come on. <laughs> right. Um, but Sam McDowell, I remember within a week or so of that, he was our, our, our dear colleague and chiefs writer and enterprise writer, uh, he was reading a lot and he was talking about I don't know if you guys understand but I think this is going into 2021 they're, they're talking about a year from now I remember thinking well I mean I mean I, I guess there's some really weird screwy way that could happen yeah but we're, but we're better than that <laughs> right we'll handle it better than that we'll roll up our sleeves with yeah, a little right. American moxie this is America and we'll, we will mask up that's right we'll all for one and one for all yes. we'll beat this thing or we'll decide that freedom is based on, on not wearing a mask. Right. <laughs> and partying at the it's, Ozarks. Yeah. And, uh, By the way, I'm not going to wear a shirt anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I, I don't want anybody telling me that. <laughs> They'll tell uh, me that after that. That's time. right. <laughs> we laugh to keep from crying. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> All right, Vahe, let's, uh, let's end it here, and after a break, we'll pick it up with uh, Whit Merrifield and Mike Matheny talking before Monday's game uh, against the Tigers. They had 
been uh, they just got the news about the, the Marlins and we're reacting to that. Thanks, Vahe. Thanks, Blair. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. We can uh, go ahead and talk officially about the Ryan O'Hearn uh, coming off the injured list. Uh, what does he bring to the lineup? Well, we've been looking forward to, to getting Ryan back. First of all, making sure that he was healthy. Uh, I think we saw him spring kind of player. Uh, that bat kind of presence he can be in that lineup and you know, trying to get this, this machine of our offense going uh, but another you know, potentially really dangerous left-handed bat in that lineup I think is really really important and um, you know just a, a guy we're happy to have back uh, moving Solera to the two spot today I lost you Flanagan go ahead just moving the, can you talk about moving Solera up to the two spot today I think more than anything, you know, talking in the past about um, you know, trying, just kind of two perspectives on it. One, just trying to give him something different, maybe get him, get him going a little bit. That's always part of the conversation. I think there's always reason to the guy is dangerous as uh, Jorge is. There's, there's a lot of different thought philosophies on getting him up there as many times as possible. You've seen um, a lot, many teams do the same sort of thing, get a guy every chance throughout the, the long haul of the season, whether it's 162 or 60, um, increasing his odds of, of being at the plate. And every time you have a, a runner like Witt on base in front of him, he's in scoring position uh, if he can hit the gap too. But uh, anyway, it's uh, just more than anything else, giving him a different look in that lineup. Sounds like that might be semi-permanent or just going to experiment for a while? Or? Yeah, I love getting guys uh, locked in and uh, do whatever you have to do to get them there. And, and then once they get locked in, it, I think it's uh, probably not as important where exactly they are. We can put them in spots, move them down, um, give, them, give them maybe a different um, approach, at least even in their mind, where something's not just the exact same thing. But I want to have some, some data and some, some history to support any decision like that that we make. Yes, All right, fine. Hey, Mike, I just want to get your overall thoughts. Obviously, the big story today out of Major League Baseball is the fact that at least two games have been postponed due to these coronavirus outbreaks. What are your thoughts on that, and kind of where do you see that affecting your organization or guys at all? Yeah, Dan, that's something that we've talked about a lot organizationally. It's, um, you know, we're going to do our part. The unfortunate thing is that there's 29 other teams that, um, not that they weren't doing their part, but have to rely on things going well for them also. Things like a massive outbreak on any club. Um, that's the only time we're ever going to pull for another team. We're going to pull for them to all stay healthy. Um, not necessarily um, just talking about competitive advantage, talking about being able to compete, period. So it's, uh, it's something that we, 
we uh, all have heard about and uh, followed up on, and it's not not good for the game. Um, hopefully, once once again, we're always taking the obvious route of want people to stay safe and healthy. But when you're looking at it from the perspective of Major League Baseball, uh, we just need need every team to be able to be um, as diligent as possible to take all measures. Uh, we just want to do our part. That's our responsibility, but you can't help but see how this is um, this is one of those tough wars you're hoping not to see for, for the good of baseball. Mike, you were um, talking to us this morning just about maybe how it helped you, your guys see that, that you have players that went through this early, that you're not immune to it, but they, they obviously wake up and they see this. They've got friends all across the league. Do you have another talk or a meeting about it, or, or does it speak for itself? So I'll tell you, our guys, and I think it is because so many of our guys, they're watching some of their closest friends sitting at home now on our team that they know would do anything to be here right now, and uh, the urgency of, of how real this is, how important, and I think, I, I, I heard it last night about what was going on in Miami, guys who have friends over there, like, hey, can you believe this just happened? Um, so I don't, I don't think any more conversations outside of what we're doing every single day. Anyhow, uh, if they were walking in here, they'd probably yell at me for not having my mask up. I mean, they're just constantly on each other. Uh, we're constantly on them, and we told them just this is uh, this is what we're going to have to do. Uh, this is how we're going to be responsible. This is how we're going to be accountable. And so I, I don't know, Joel, if we could have it at any higher level of intensity. And, uh, forefront of our minds than what it is right now, but I think what what we just heard and uh, what we're picking up on here, um, you know, there are a lot of teams that haven't had any cases at all, and to me, those are ones that are concerning. I'm just wondering if, you know, one, they must be doing some things really well, but two, you know, if they have some guys that start to think that they're invincible and they're immune to this, you know, then I think you could be more subjected to a potential mass outbreak, but um, our guys are doing a nice job, and I think something like today just helps put the throttle down with the intensity of it. Michael, we talked to Witt. He kind of seemed like the locker room had some anxiety about the uncertainty of completing the season. What kind of has the last 24 hours done for you thinking uh, uh, this season can be completed? Yeah, Aaron, I don't think that's a bad thing for us to, to realize the volatility of the season. And then, once again, um, how, how much we need to, to go above and beyond. Just when we start hitting some of these cities where we're seeing some of our favorite restaurants, you know, it's just not something that we're going to be able to do. When you start getting into your normal routine of what you would do, whether to go grab a coffee or to sit in your room, um, man, we're going to have to choose to sit in our room. And it's just uh, our new normal, but I think it's just getting our minds wrapped around the idea that this is a sacrifice we're going to make to each other. It's a sacrifice uh, that we're going to make to, to the good of the game. And, um, and once again, that comes down to our fans and our, I believe, part of the healing of our nation to just go above and beyond as much as we can, at least to, to check off boxes that this is the right thing to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, there, there's no doubt um, there's uh, there's talk going around, and uh, you can't blame the guys for being concerned about where we're headed from here. Mike, you've talked about the uh, what the Royals organization has done to take its steps on this. How much trust do you have to have for the host organizations, for you as a visiting team, for each city that you visit for these under these conditions? Yeah, I, I think you're seeing that obviously with the what happened.
happened uh, with the other game that got canceled today and wanting to take care of precaution Philly and I think that's probably very wise um, but we're, we're watching what's happening here we walk into Detroit and our clubhouse is 100 yards long because they took over spaces that none of us even knew existed and turned them into locker spaces to give guys extreme distance I, and I'm watching as our, our clubhouse personnel walk around spraying everything down our, our strength and conditioning folks going in scrubbing the place even though it's probably been scrubbed twice since the last group was here, oh, this is our this is their home opener. But um, you know, I, I know they're going above and beyond, and there's extensive protocol that Major League Baseball's put out. So we, we feel good about it. We're not walking in here in hazmat suits. We're, but we also, you know, they constantly are handing us out wipes that wherever you go into our hotel rooms, we're wiping stuff down. Um, once again, if, if you're taking every measure possible, you're lessening the risks, which increase our odds of having our guys available. I mean, we, we just keep saying it, and we keep saying it, but the message remains the same. Do what you can, and then have faith in the system. Uh, we don't want to live in fear. I mean, it's that balance, right? Faith that we're doing our part, other people are doing their part, and then we go do our thing, because living in fear, I don't believe, is a great place to be. Look forward to um, our world being able to uh, live live life and uh, to, to trust the people are doing the, the most that they can to take care of themselves and others. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, Savannah Smith, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Thanks to Vahe Gregorian for stopping by. Links to stories about the Royals and baseball can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, earlier in the episode, you heard me talk about the Sports Pass offer. It still stands and still a good one. 30 bucks for a year's worth of sports coverage. And that includes Sports Extra that comes with the E-Edition. There's 43 additional pages of national sports coverage today, including all of the Major League Baseball box scores. Here's an even better offer. Buy the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports, news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole bit. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus extra news, sports, and business coverage. The details are at account.kansascity.com. That's account.kansascity.com. And whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports Beat KC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Wednesday with another episode. Mm-hmm.